All right, welcome back to Weird Destructions Podcast, and we are doing our last midweek mini spook this week. I'm so sad that it's the end, <laughs> but like, I'm the happy. end of spooky season. I know, but I'm happy that, like, it's still spooky season technically when we're recording, but the last midweek mini spook. I know. But that just means more better things to come now. Exactly. 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 All right, so we're going to jump right in. I'm sure as you guys know, I'm Christy. I'm Alex. That's deliver up with that but for this week's mini spook we're going to dive into the folklore of a famous Staten Island story which eventually turned into the real life horrors of missing children and a little true crime oh my gosh here we go well it's a bit of everything so we are talking Cropsy and a direct quote from the lineup Cropsy haunted the children of Staten Island in their nightmares and Andre Rand hunted them in real life Wow, that's spooky. I'm already creeped out. Chills. <laughs> Chills, full body. Let's get distracted, shall we? Yes, please. So, diving into the urban legends that surround the story of Cropsy, there are many stories told of an escaped man from a mental health hospital who can be identified as having a hook for a hand, i.e. when the eye for him personally is kind of, like, you know how you hear, like, the little stories where... Alex is loving on my cat right I'm now. I'm just stealing the cat, trying to grab the t- cat's attention and not doing well. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, you always hear those, like, stories where, like, they're, like, they're parked at, like, one of hers, Lover's Lane, and, like, the couple's together. Right. And they hear, like, the tapping noises, yada, yada, yada. Right. Like, those little kind of, like, mini stories you feel. Like, there's always a different version. So, mm-hmm. one is that the boy um, seems to not care, that he hears the tapping noises, the girl cares, they go to drive home. And then when they get home, they realize there's, like, this hook stuck on the car door. See, that's why you should always pay attention when your partner says, I think something's wrong. If you don't pay attention, you could get murdered or potentially a hook on your hand. Or hook hook on your hand. (laughs) Hook on your hand. (laughs) A hook hook on your door handle, which (laughs) I'm just saying it's probably not good for the pain if it rubs up against it. There's just a bunch of problems that could happen. Listen to your partner. This is how horror movies go when they say, I hear something, or this doesn't feel good, and that's when you go to, like, the shed full of saws, and you're oh, like, exactly. this is a great place to hide. No, you listen to your gut. Or the person's like, let's run upstairs to the attic. It's like, bitch, who taught you how to be safe? Like, who is teaching these people how to be safe? Clearly no one. Clearly no one. They're set up for a murder. <laughs> Setting up for a murder to happen. So that's just one tidbit that I heard, and there's other little different versions, but we're going to go into two main general stories that I have heard and whatnot. So they're going to be the more sinister, and they kind of go along with a boogeyman-type story. That's, that, that's the, the vibe they give. Which is kind of cool, because you've already covered boogeyman, technically. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You're going to do another like, real-life boogeyman. I know, I know. I'm here for it. <laughs> so one would be a campfire tale shared over a fire. Roasting marshmallows, because how fitting. Cropsy would be a man that haunts the woods and is waiting for those who don't go to bed or wander off the camp or whatnot. Cropsy said to be hiding, brandishing his hooked hand and sharpening his axe, and he would try to slaughter anyone he could catch. I mean, that's a statement. (laughs) Bold. (laughs) Bold. Bold mood, Cropsy. Like, could you not do something better with your Friday night? I know. (laughs) And what do all good urban legend stories become to be? Obviously, horror movies, of course. Or at least they try to, and sometimes fail epically. Oh, yeah. But this allowed the 1981 slasher movie, The Burning, to be created, which I personally never watched. I've never that's seen it. Before my time. The way before our time. When did it come out, sorry? 1981. Oh, yeah, way before our time. <laughs> I was a glimmer in my parents' eye at that point. Sparkle, <laughs> if you will. It followed the urban legend, or somewhat along those lines, 
After a prank gone bad, a camp caretaker who was burned took his revenge on the camp counselors via some good old gardening shears. Jesus. Giving me some Jason vibes here. A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, mm, I wonder if that's where Jason came from. I don't know. Like, yeah, his knife and his face mask, but specifically the camp part of it. Yeah. It's always at some kind of camp. Which is just another reminder, don't go to camp. I mean, I went to a Christian Bible camp once when I was a kid. Did you? I did. And it was near Skeleton Lake. And you could just imagine where my mind went. I was like, <laughs> You're living for it. <laughs> I was living for it. I remember telling, sorry to kind of sidebar this, but I was, I remember telling one of the girls in my cabin, I'm like, yeah, you know that they actually have like dead bodies in that lake, right? And then she told a camp counselor. <laughs> Wait, you told her that? I did tell I told her that. <laughs> I was a little shit as a kid. I was attention-seeking as fuck. Now I have a podcast. <laughs> Still attention-seeking. No. Still attention-seeking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she was not happy about that because she believed me and... Had nightmares. Had nightmares. So I, didn't, I got told off by the camp counselor. I'd be like, that's not true. It's just called Skeleton Lake because that's what it was called. I was like, so you're telling me there's no dead bodies. <laughs> You're like, my life is ruined. I completely believe that. I made her life for the better for telling yeah. her that story. I'm going to put on my headphones on and listen to Simple Plan, volume 10, and cry about this. Don't you fucking forget it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Back to the story. Back to the cross. Off rant. So that was one version. Another thing is we have a more close to home story that haunts the children and people specifically of Staten Island, particularly through the 1970s to the 80s. This Cropsey legend is said to be an escaped mental patient. Again, kind of going along the original lines. But he resided in an abandoned Seaview Hospital, which is an old tuberculosis sanatorium, where apparently he would drag its victims into the dark tunnels below. Wow, don't like it. (laughs) At all. Not here for it. (laughs) Not here for it. Did not vote yes. (laughs) So stories that we've told of this boogeyman type would be he'd come out late at night with his hook for a hand, holding and also a bloody axe, and he would snatch kids off the streets. And wow. the scary skid story. Okay, okay. Not here for it still, but okay. <laughs> Little did they know, Cropsy, who would help kind of rationalize some disappearances of actual children, until it came to light that Cropsy is an actual serial killer and his kidnapper named Andre Rand. That's a big fucking plot twist. <laughs> like, just kids missing, it's fine. It's just the Cropsy story, believe it. No, it's actually like a killer. <laughs> plot twist, it's actually a serial killer. You should probably keep a better eye on your fucking kids. Samantha. James. So Andre Rand, born Frank Russian, don't know why he changed his name, just because he's had a new persona. He, he was Russian to change his name Stop. right off the bat. <laughs> he unfortunately had a tragic childhood, which is no Aww. excuse, but losing his father at 14 and his Aww. mother sent to an institution a time after in 1958, mm. then jumping to the 60s, Andre had gotten a job at Willowbrook State School as a custodian, an orderly, and a physical therapist, which, again, I just don't understand how one becomes to be all those jobs when I feel like they're probably not qualified. Okay, honestly, though, it seems like back in the day, i.e. the 50s, you could walk into a place and be like, yeah, I could do this. Like, awesome, you're a doctor. Like, it obviously was awesome. Let's kill people. <laughs> awesome. Let me give you as many jobs as I can so that you have an alibi when you, you know, eventually get arrested for murder. Basically. Basically. Like, let me clean this place. And I'm going to, like, orderly, I'm assuming, I would think, was, like, handing up meds and doing whatever. Yeah. And then I'm also going to give you your PT for today. Let's do some stretching. <laughs> let, me, let me see where you are the weakest. So I know what part. I'm not going to go there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, doing all those jobs. This institution had a sub- 
was a support school for children with intellectual disabilities Aww. from the 1947 to 1987. However, during that time, the school came under fire from questionable medical practices and doing experiments. Of course, because people are awful, and I now feel bad for making those jokes. I am sorry, but yeah, people back then with hospital, even people today, like you hear about patient complaints and what have you. Oh yeah, like elderly abuse, or yeah. like the odd nurse that you find down the road killed a bunch of people, and you're like, what the fuck? Wasn't there, this is not a spy, wasn't there a nurse not too long ago in Ontario that like killed yeah, a bunch like of babies? Woodstock? Yeah, or not babies, but... people, Elderly people? I thought it was like elderly people or something like that. I don't know. People are fucking awful. That's also why we have a podcast. <laughs> to talk about all these shitty humans. We can explain away our dis- distractions of just fucked up people. Oh, fucked up people. So it was all very hush-hush for much of that time of all these experiments that were going on. But once it came to the public aware of these practices, there was public outcry and it allowed it to close, thankfully. Oh, thank God. Yeah. That it wasn't keep going on. In 1969, Andre's behavior had changed, and he had set down a very dark path. Of course. One does when they're a serial killer. Yeah, of course, right in the end of the nail tip of the frickin' 60s, after probably experimental drugs and all that fun stuff. I'm I'm speculating wildly on this individual. Wildly. I know nothing about him. I'm making some crass judgments, but you know what? I can do that. I'm here for it. It's fine. Here for it. On May 25th, 1969, he was arrested for abduction and attempted assault on a nine-year-old girl. Wow, what a shithead. <laughs> Fuck him. Jump right in there. Jesus. <laughs> Due to the assault never occurring, or actually occurring, Rain was sentenced only to 16 months. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm, he... What? He attempted to assault this nine-year-old girl, but because it never actually really happened, he only got 16 months. But she's nine. Mm-hmm. The Fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh it's God. fucked up. Okay. Only a little less than two years after his release did the disappearance begin to happen, mm-hmm. obviously. Obviously. In 1972, a five-year-old girl named Alice Pereira was playing in her apartment lobby, and then she vanished. Mm-hmm. Police suspected Rand because of his record, of, of his record, but nothing came of it. In 1979, Rand was accused of sexually assaulting a woman and a 15-year-old girl, but they never pressed charges, so nothing came of that either. Oh, jeez Louise. So he's just getting away left, right, and center. Kind of like our our not-so-homeboy, Sam Little, who literally, like, would get arrested for, like, assault, attempted murder, what have you, and then... Be let go because she was a sex worker, which makes no excuse Which makes that. no excuse, but... Or because, essentially, they couldn't nail him down, or... It's ju- it just bullshit. Stop. Stop letting... Stop letting them get away. Well, stop letting, letting these people get away with shit. Like, not to say that it's all everybody's fault, but... It's, fucking it's, a, it's a broken system. It's a broken system. But I'm not here for it. Oh, God. So, okay. in, <laughs> right here. In 1981, a seven-year-old named Holly Ann Hughes was sent to the store by her mom, which, no judgment, but I'm like, she's seven. She should go by herself. To be fair. To be fair. When I was seven, I think I was going to Max by myself. You rebel. I was I was a rebel child in the sense of I my mom had a lot of trust in me for some fucked up reason. She's like, yeah, you can go down to the Max and get a 25 cent candy. Get a slushy. Get a, a squishy if you want or whatever. Slushy, squishy. Slushy. Well, yeah, but weren't they called something different back then? Squishies? I don't think so. Am I del- oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I've been watching The Simpsons a lot lately. <laughs> So I call them squishies. I'm just like, it's full on a slushy. It's full on a slushy. What are you talking about? Yeah, so she let her kid go walk down the street. 
which again, it was only two blocks away. So very trusting of her. Yeah. That could happen. But a shopkeeper remembered seeing the girl, but then she never came home. Aww. Eyewitness accounts report ran pulling Holly into a car Aww. and driving away. But there was no evidence to support that other than eyewitness statement, which is apparently shit. Yes. Which after how many episodes we've done, we all know that eyewitness statement isn't, doesn't hold up in court quite well. Ever. In any TV or real life thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Thank you, Criminal Minds, for telling me that at a young age. Or SVU. Or all those SVU. things I watch. Oh, oh, go on. So anyways, I need you to grab your phone. Because I need you to literally Google a picture of this dude. Okay. I think we went over this, but you need to see his face. Um, Just to go along with this next little tidbit. Okay, what's his name again? I've already forgotten him because he's a piece of shit. So Andre Rand. Andre Rand. So in 1983, Andre Rand drove a bus and took 11 children from the YMCA and bought them White Castle, weird, and drives them to an airport to watch planes. Like, what? So once you see this picture, you're like, A, how did 11 children leave with this creepy-ass man? And why did I notice? Is it just me, or does he look like... A Muppet? A Muppet! (laughs) But like a a badly drawn one. Mm -hmm. You know, or like a badly, like, orchestrated one. Like he needs to do some damage on those brows. That's a fucking cat. That is a snake. For, those are snakes. <laughs> F- fluffy snakes. Fluffy snakes across that pearl. Yeah, like I would say caterpillars, but that is a full-blown thick boy snake. Like, <laughs> holy shit. And his eyes. His eyes are... Staring into oh, your soul. Gross. Don't like it. So yeah, he takes these kids, and so he's obviously arrested for basically kidnapping because even though they called it unlawful imprisonment, that's basically what he like, took 11 kids and said, let's go watch some planes and eat this White Castle I bought you. Which, like, I mean... If As I, a kid, I'd be like, yay, White Castle, but... Well, okay, first and foremost, we're Canadian, so I've never had White Castle. You just picture, like, McDonald's burgers. Like, okay, yay, yeah. burgers. Yes, if you're gonna need some chicken nugs... <laughs> I'm pretty much at your service, which is pretty sad of my standards. But as a child, yes. Of so course. you could have got kidnapped from Jiggy Dogs. I am surprised at this rate with the 26 years I've been on this earth that I haven't been kidnapped just on the basis of getting Jiggy Nugs. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's not hard to make me happy. Oh, God. So, because it was only unlawful prisonment. He, uh, no one was harmed. He Ugh. only got to serve 10 months in jail for this. Oh, no. If I was a parent, I'd be fucking Losing fine. my shit. Well, losing my shit and burning his house and everything he owns. Like, ruin his life. And if you did that, you'd probably serve more jail time than he well, would. Well, yeah, probably. Because the justice system is so, what? Reliable? Great? Amazing? Totally makes sense. That's what point out every time we do a story literally i don't think we've ever covered an episode where we've been so upset or where we've been so passionate and happy with them yeah or like where we've actually been like oh yeah fun the justice system more it makes total sense or at least fun the good parts fun the things that make sense yes stupid people anything else (laughs) anyway so 12 days after his release on august 14 1983 an 11 year old girl named taisha jackson was sent to purchase some food and she never returned home either. Oh my god. Police question ran again, but again, no evidence was available to tie him to this disappearance. <laughs> Bullshit. On July 9th, 1987, a 12-year-old with Down- girl with Down syndrome went for a walk and never returned. Mm-hmm. Her body was found a month later at the Staten Island Development Center by a retired firefighter, no mm-hmm. one on one of the many searches that was organized. Andre, who was now 43 and supposedly homeless, was charged with kidnapping and murder of Jennifer Schwager, mm. who was last seen with Rand. In 1988, he was also sentenced to 25 years to life. Mm. 
thankfully, thankfully. In 2004, he was on trial again for the Holly Ann Hughes disappearance previously because some evidence came to light. I'm not sure what. Fair enough. Um, charged with the kidnapping and again was sentenced to another 25 years to life, thankfully, because there was no limitation on kidnapping, apparently. Good. Which is good. Good. The good. justice system is doing something half decent, actually. Good, finally. So there are many beliefs as to why Andre had taken the children. Some thought it was to do with satanic sacrifices. Others believe it was that he was not alone and the children would pass around his little homeless circles under Ew, the tunnels. Like child sex trafficking? Yeah, or like just weird, like them killing them, like weird things. Thanks, I fucking hate it. Also, if you would like a more theatrical storyline, there is a docuseries called Cropsy <gasps> yes. from 2009 by Joshua Zeman and Barbara Brown... Bronca. by Barbara something. I'm not going to even attempt the last name. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> and it kind of gives me like Blair Witch Project vibes. It's like walking through oh, personal camp. Yeah. Here's the building. Blah, 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 blah. But did he take it to that building? It's been a while since I've seen the documentary. So like, was there like a specific, was it a tuberculosis building or? Yeah, like they took, uh, like the story is like that, that it was like the beginning was that he's at the um, TV thing. Yeah. But like this is, he was at, um, he was taking them back to like that TV hospital that's where he lived right. under. And then some, of, I think one of the girls' pro bodies was found on like the school property that closed mm, that he worked on. Right, 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 But they're going back to, yeah, like this is where the body was found there, where the exact spot. Yeah. Yeah, very like personal cam, shaky vibes on that documentary. I love that kind of stuff and I'm saying that very because I it reminds me of um what was it called it was like as above so below okay but I love that fucking movie <laughs> I like I have that on blu-ray like I love <laughs> that movie it's a good fucking movie yeah like it's just those ones or even uh fuck what's like grave encounters or something See, I haven't seen that one like just so yeah the personal but cam yeah. that all that footage where like you just turn the cam and something's there yeah or something's going on cam scares cam scares Yes. So, if you want to watch that, feel free, get a little more story, but that is the end of Cropsy. Oh my gosh, good job covering that one, because yeah, that's that's a weird one, because it started off as folklore, and then actually became real life, which... Yeah, like, it's like, it's weird that, like, all of a sudden, like, I don't know if he was trying to, but it's like, oh, the serial killer is based on, basically off the story, like, obviously no hook for him, blah, 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 but, yeah. like, let's take children and weird shit. Do you think that he he did it because of the lore or do you think it's like he did it totally separately because the I mean, lore came out before he started yeah lore was very much a thing before that it was yeah. like very well known in Staten island i don't know if he like specifically did it in state if he did or not hmm. but it definitely ties in very well it definitely and does. it definitely probably doesn't help but like he he worked at the school taking care of kids that's why right. where it's like gross fascination became from to begin yeah, with right. and it's kind of tied all together unfortunately gross Hate him. Yeah. I think he's like what in his seventies or eighties now. I think he's in his I, when I was googling Imogen, I saw his birthday and he was like in his seventies or eighties. He's gotta be up there now. Well, hope he rots in jail. <laughs> so, anyways, jumping to my sources. So I uh, use an article, Cropsy, the terrifying urban legends brought to life by the lineup staff. Um, Wikipedia, obviously. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Another article, Cropsy investigates the suspect behind a murderous urban legend from Ken Eisner from The Strait. Mm. And another Cropsy urban legend story that was apparently by nobody on the oh. website. Okay, I guess no one wants the credit. If you do know who wrote it, please email us. You should put your name on the fucking article. <laughs> Always put your name on the work. Patent. Patent, 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our midweek mini spooks. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Halloween, obviously. It's the best friggin' holiday of the year. We hope you have a great, safe, spooky Halloween. Um, remember that you can still be spooky in the comfort of your own home and stay safe. Not preaching, just stating facts. Yeah. Feel free to hand a bowl out. Don't have to hand it yourself personally. No. No. And you know what? You could just eat the candy yourself too. No one's judging. I will probably end up doing that. Let's I would, if I bought a box right now, I would like it wouldn't last. Oh, we've already gone through a box. It's, it's. She gone. Hashtag gone. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, thank you so much for listening. Oh, I guess we could tell the people where they could find Find us. Yes. Oh, goodness golly. So um, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Good Pods. Mm -hmm. If you are on Apple Podcasts, we would sincerely appreciate five-star review you, if you have the time that'd be great or if you just want to rate us five stars that's even better we love it we love it apple podcast has this weird algorithm the more ratings you get the more we're kind of known out there and of course we would love to be known because we just want to keep providing weird distractions we want to tell you our stories exactly and you can also send us an email with story recommendations feedback just to say hi because right now we're just getting spam <laughs> Uh, we're at Weird Distractions Podcast at Outlook.com. On Twitter, we're at Weird Distract I1. And on Instagram, we're at Weird Distractions Pod. And we like to post memes and funny shit from time to time. And it's a good way to interact with us if you want to shoot the shit. Shoot the DM. Anything. Sli- slide into our DMs. And Alex is the master of the memes. I am trying so hard. <laughs> I quite enjoy them. Excellent. Well, at least someone does. Um, as always, once again, thank you so much. Have a spooky... Spooky. Ookie? Dookie? I don't know. <laughs> Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> and need a distraction? We got you. Bye. Bye.